this person was championing this point like there was no tomorrow. Proud and peacocking as if there had been a great escape. But when I asked a simple question, the face of that person changed and talk went quiet. The question I asked was, when you downed your three-year-old idea, what did you put in its place that has now led to your eventual success? Because I wanted to know. After that, there was a long pause because the person knew that we both knew that the answer was nothing. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode 161. Before I start, remember to check out the links to the good stuff which you will find at the end of these show notes. Just scroll down to the bottom and hit any blue link to get the downloads you need. Now, over the last few weeks, as I've prepared to teach my next cohort of students, and if you're listening in, students, welcome to the programme. Now, I've heard it all over the last few weeks in terms of people telling me or asking me why I'm still doing this, why waste my time, or why side hustling is not for them. And what really saddens me is that it just feels like for lots of people... Life got really hard and because of that, change has become too difficult. There was one point I heard though which really stuck with me and it was when I asked whether this person had heard of best life planning and the role of small side hustling steps to get you to your best life plan. And I remember vividly the answer that I got was that this person had been trying to push ideas for getting their small business off the ground for about three years. And after doing this for three years, they had read somewhere that if their business wasn't moving after three years, they needed to give up because their idea was never going to work and that they should be smart enough to quit and look for something else to do. And this point was being championed as a positive because the end of the point was that after quitting, 
leaving their small business behind would leave room for the next best idea to come into their life, which would eventually lead to their success. And this person was championing this point like there was no tomorrow, proud and peacocking as if there had been a great escape. But when I asked a simple question, because I wanted to know, the face of that person changed and talk went quiet. And the question I asked was, when you downed your three-year-old idea, what did you put in its place that has now led to your eventual success? After that, there was a long pause because the person knew that we both knew that the answer to the question was nothing. Nothing had been put in its place. And after speaking with this person, it was very clear that they were standing still and in fact had gone back to their comfort zone, which was the job they hated, with barely just enough of their wages as a reward for all of those hours. Only this time, they were more fearful of trying anything because in their mind, they had tried to run a small business and it had failed. And this is the problem I have with sentiments that suggest that once you have tried and tried for long enough, you should give up because it's the never giving up that is a bad thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe there is some merit in not flogging a dead horse, to coin a phrase. But I disagree that a side hustle can be completely dead without first exploring a pivot on your side hustle idea. And by pivoting, I mean that before I throw my whole side hustle idea out, I'm going to remember that my side hustle is likely to be something that I am really passionate about and something that I have really invested time and maybe money into trying to make my side hustle a success. So for me, rather than accept that I need to call it a day on my side hustle, because nothing seems to have worked in three years. Instead, I'm going to break down every aspect of my side hustle to try to understand why it's working and why it's failing. Why? Because I know this thing. I'm passionate about this thing. I have lived and breathed this thing for three years and nobody knows it better than me. So once I have that information about what's working and what's failing, I'm going to use that information to adjust something in my side hustle idea or pivot to maybe bring another aspect of my side hustle online. But equally, if after doing this exercise, I can see that I have tried everything and everything is failing, then at that point, I will know that it's time to move on and try something else. Not time to go back to just doing what I did before. Because if I've done the audit of my side hustle right, it's going to throw up maybe new positives, new directions, new things that I can think about trying. This is a tried and tested method used by the ordinary and the great 
this auditing where you've been and where you've come from and then pivoting to use what you know and what you're passionate about to try something else to solve problems and then thinking about how to address things that are not working in your side hustle is the next step before giving up. (laughs) Even James Dyson used this method when he put everything into trying to create a bagless vacuum cleaner for five years and over 5,000 different attempts at trying to get it right. 5,000. Just imagine what that is. I mean, imagine the scene. You have 5,000 CDs and you've laid them across your living room floor and then you're picking them up one at a time, testing them in your machine and then throwing them in the bin because the CD doesn't play. How long would you go on for before that voice in your head or from someone else's mouth might say, this is walkless, just put them all in the bin, move on and buy something else. And yet here is James Dyson, whose vacuum cleaner now sells in over 150 countries across the world. And he started out with 5,000 different attempts at getting it wrong before he got it to work. And I always remember this story as one of the extreme examples of the importance of pivoting in your side hustle and trying everything in every area of your side hustle, which remember is your passion. Trying everything before deciding that your side hustle doesn't work Because for all you know, you could have miscalculated something or you just may need an adjustment somewhere else is the next step. And I don't pretend that it's easy and I don't pretend that it's a short journey. It depends how you want to do it. And that's why I say that you have to put your back into it. It's backbreaking at times. But if you're passionate about something, then you just keep trying and trying until you succeed. And there will have been times in our lives where we've been passionate about something that has kept us holding on until we got it right. And in getting it right, we made a few tweaks here and there. We tried something different. We added something to the pot. We brought in something new. But we got it to work and that's what I'm talking about. It's those little miscalculations or those little adjustments somewhere else that could be the breakthrough that we're looking for. So what are the main adjustments you could put your back into making? Well, one of the major areas to master is whether you are selling the right product, program or service to the right customers in the right way. Seems simple, right? But this is probably the one area where the most side hustle mistakes are made. Selling the right product, program or service is whether you are bringing to the market what your customers want from you. For example, you might be an excellent soap maker with 54 different soaps that you can make. But did you know that the largest group of customers who are looking at your soaps are people with skin conditions? 
If you knew this, would it change the product, program or service you bring to your customers? And if you didn't know this, how would you set about getting to know this? Because you see, if you didn't know this and your 54 different varieties of soap just don't sell, then it's easy to see how someone could come along after three years and say to you, look Janice, you've been trying to sell these things for three years and you're just selling a little one and two. Maybe it's time for you to give up and just go and look something else to do. And this is how you can be encouraged to give up on your side hustle instead of going over your side hustle and checking what you know is working and also checking for what you might be missing. For me, knowing what my customers are looking for from my product, my 54 different varieties of soap, Knowing that my customers are looking for soaps that can help with skin conditions, this is something I would want to know because I would want to know that I have the right ideas to meet those customer expectations before I throw the towel in and concede that my side hustle isn't working. I would want to know the answers to these questions and I can tell you that because my side hustle is my route to freedom, I'm going to put my back into knowing this by finding out the information I need. I'm also going to want to know that if I want to reach those specific customers that are looking for a specific soap that I can make then I'm going to have to look at how I market my soaps. How am I marketing my side hustle? Marketing has changed so much in the last 20 years. It's even changed in the last five years and even over the last three COVID years. Today, very little can be started without you being able to find out where your potential customers are. And then finding a way to link with your potential customers. Because no matter how great you think your product, program or service is, no one can buy from you if they don't know where you are or if they don't know that you even exist. Then there's your pricing. Do you know one of the biggest reasons people give up on their side hustle is because no one wants to pay for anything and everyone wants you to do your things for free. And so with my 54 soaps, I've been trying to encourage people to buy them by giving away free samples. But I'm seeing the same people coming back again and again and saying, "Ooh, I haven't tried that sample. Do you think I could try that one? Because I've tried the other 53. (laughs) And so everyone expects to get your stuff for free. And so one of the things that I would want to look at is whether I'm using the right freemium model. Freemium meaning that you are giving away some of your top products, programs and services for free, but you have a strategy for the people who are taking your stuff for free to attract those people so that they become your audience, the people who listen to what you have to say about your thing. 
because the plan then is to turn that audience into your future customers. And I also would want to look at whether I need to combine my freemium strategy with something else. There are different types of freeness and you need to be sure you are using the right model in your side hustle. Because if you're using the wrong model, the free hustlers will see you coming from a mile away and will be ready to help you to make yourself feel bad for charging for things which in their eyes you've always given away for free. Giving things away for free has to be a strategic move that you make with a specific purpose in mind. So, for example, are you giving away freebies so you can build your contact list and turn this into a future customer list? If you're not doing this, you should be doing this. If I'm giving away soap samples, then everyone who takes a sample needs to leave me their email address. Because you see, the riches of your side hustle is going to be in that contact list. The more people who have tried your soap or taken your soap, the more you can interact with them. How was it? Was there anything you liked about it specifically? Is there anything you would have changed? These are the kinds of conversations that you can be having with people on your contact list. So if you're giving away something free, then give it away free with a purpose. And if that purpose is to attract an audience, then you start that purpose by building your contact list. And you build that list by getting the email of everyone who tries one of your free samples. Because initially, that's where the journey of your customer starts. Your customer starts their journey with you by trying a sample and then you communicate and develop a relationship with that customer until eventually that customer will then buy maybe not just one of your soaps, but a batch of your soaps that maybe do different things for that customer. And that's the importance of having a strategy for your freemiums, if only because your strategy will give you a steer about when to move from free to fee or from free to people paying for your thing. This is important for your own peace of mind because we know that people will continue to take your stuff for free if you let them. And giving all your stuff away for free is the same as pricing your stuff too low. And pricing your stuff too low is enough to break your spirit, which is enough for you to tell yourself that no one wants to pay for what you're selling. So you might as well give up. I don't agree. Instead, if you put your back into your freemium model and be sure that the purpose of your freebies and your pricing principles clearly match the strategy you have for bringing your audience online and then turning those into customers. If you're moving that strategy, you can overcome your doubts because the customers who are looking for your thing care more about the quality of what you're offering, the customer relationship you have with them, your backstory, which is the story behind why you created your thing, because that story is going to resonate with why they're looking for that thing. And all of this equates to good value for the prices you are charging. 
the next thing I'm going to want to look at is my branding. We often forget that the majority of people will come to buy from you because their problem is a problem they care about. This is why people are coming to you to solve their problem. So having pretty branding on your product, program or service far too early and perhaps before what you are selling has developed its real identity, well, that's a surefire way of confusing your customers. At your side hustle stage, which is the stage perhaps where you're still working in your day job, slick branding should be the furthest thing from your mind. Instead, it's much better to have a strong logo that your potential customers will recognise. It's also better to have a regular way of keeping in touch with your customers and potential customers on a weekly basis. So your customers know when they can expect to hear from you and they will know what you are doing to solve their problems. And it's better to have a regular and consistent social media message that captures the attention of your customers and feeds the interests of people who are looking at how you can help them to solve their problems. If you have this regular relationship with your customers, then sometimes it's your customers who can drive the change in your product, program or service. How many times have you been into the supermarket and you've picked up a regular brand of something that you always buy only to look next to the brand to see that they've brought online another flavour or another colour or another type of the same thing? And you, as a regular customer of that brand, will pick it up and say, oh, because I use this one, which is code for I've invested in this particular product, I'm now going to try this one because I trust the brand. Okay? And if you're a side hustler, that's where you should be trying to get to. And it takes time. It takes a lot longer than three years to establish that kind of brand power. Now, don't get me wrong. It can happen quickly for some. But for most people, it's a journey and you start that journey by having a really strong logo and a strong communication presence behind that logo. So people get to know you and get to engage with your content. In the beginning of your side hustle journey, you might have to spend time trying to improve things that you're bad at. But as your side hustle journey starts to grow, you'll begin to focus on improving the things you are good at. But you have to put your back into it, meaning that you have to be committed to finding out what's working well, what you may have to change and whether you need to pivot in your side hustle and bring on board the right product, program or service from your cupboard or your laptop, or your filing cabinet, which might just be the thing that your customers are searching for. So when you put down your three-year-old side hustle idea, and the question is asked, what did you put in its place that has now led to your eventual success? You will be able to answer that question with confidence and a plan. Remember, 
What is for you will be for you, no matter what you do and no matter what you don't do. So if that's the case, all I want is for you to choose to try. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and for this episode, I'm here.